I do say the S word two times in this episode, so if you're around sensitive ears, please put your headphones on. You're listening to From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, a podcast for those who want to take center stage in their lives. I'm your MC and number one fan, Letitia Cotto, master life coach, motivational speaker, and Maven Mama. I'm here to show you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams by teaching you how to tap into your innate brilliance and worthiness. If you're ready to let go of what no longer serves you and step into the highest version of yourself, you're in the right place. Let's get it poppin'. Hey there, honey bunny. It's your girl, Letitia Cotto, and I'm coming at you live from the front row, teaching you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams. We are going to have a lot of fun today. You're going to laugh a lot, learn a lot, and then you're going to go out there and live a lot in only the way that you can. I speak it, I believe it, and I receive it. Now, before we jump into today's episode, let's go over some announcements and housekeeping. If you've been rocking with me for a long time, you know that I be loving these housekeeping and announcements. Number one, the Red Carpet Collective is live and in full effect, honey bunny. Now, I know you're thinking, Letitia, what's the Red Carpet Collective? I got you covered, boo. The Red Carpet Collective is a monthly membership program designed to empower you with the training tools and support you need so that you can love yourself into the life of your dreams. For me, that is much more than a tagline. Like That's a real thing and a real mission and what I'm up to in my life as a human being, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as me. So please head on over to the podcast page for today's episode. I'm going to drop the details. And also, I'm going to give you one month free on me. And all of the details that you need to redeem this awesome offer are on the page. I cannot wait to see you on the red carpet. Stunting, honey. Stunting on them. Number two. Don't forget to download the free worksheet that comes along and is included with today's episode. I love to keep track of tremendo aha moments. And one thing that I love to ask myself uh, when I learn anything is how can I apply this to my everyday life? So I invite you to try that on and really be intentional with what you're learning and how you're going to apply it. Number three. I say this in every episode, keep an open heart and an open mind. You may hear things that you've heard before, things that you already know, and that's a-okay. When I'm in a situation where I'm kind of hearing a repeat message, something that I'm familiar with, I do try to ask myself, how can I experience this information in a new way? And I've found that that's really helped me to, um, to be open to the possibility that I may learn something new. I always say, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'd love for you to really try on everything that I'm talking about, the advice, the strategies, the best practices that I'm sharing with you. Like, really try them on. And if you find that they work for you, amen. And if you find that they don't work for you, amen. I always say at the end of the day, this is your life, your personal journey. And I absolutely believe in your ability to create a life and a belief system that feels good and works for you. Number four, today's episode is being recorded at Waco Work, which means that you may hear a whole lot of productivity 
going on in the background. One thing that I love about this podcast is that it really is like you are sitting here with me real time. We kicking it. And sometimes things aren't perfect. Sometimes the pop filter falls over in the middle of the episode or the construction going on next door gets really loud. Uh, And that's what life is, right? Like these things come at you. It's never perfect, but you keep rocking and rolling and making it do what it do. Number five, the title of today's episode is a lyric from Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Now, why am I singing happy birthday? Because from the front row, Wit Letitia Cotto is turning one. Yay! Applauso! I am so excited. I can't believe that tomorrow, November 30th, 2019, marks the one year anniversary of the first podcast episode, Your Mind is a Toddler and It's Time to Parent, uh, being released. It's crazy because that feels like such a long time ago. I was in a completely different headspace as a person, a mom, a life coach, an entrepreneur. And within this one year of consistent podcasting, I've learned so much. And I want to share that with you today. Some of the key lessons that you know, throughout this year of creating consistent podcast content, uh, what I've learned. And so let's do it. Number one, if you don't know something, you can learn it. I know that I'm stating the obvious, but let me tell you a little bit about my approach to things, um, specifically a negative approach that I have to, to stuff. So If I get an idea in my head of something that I want to do, if I know how to do it and I'm familiar with it, I I immediately launch into it. It's like, okay, I want to write a blog post. All right, cool. Write the blog post, upload it, edit it. Bam, we're done. When it's something that I don't know or something that I'm unfamiliar with or it's like unfamiliar territory or there's like a certain level of, you know, risk, challenge, uncertainty attached to it, I won't do it. And in fact, what I do is I will um, become obsessed with one small piece of it. So with the podcast, for example, I've been wanting to do this podcast for about three years. I love recording. Um, I love talking. And every time that I sit down to record, I kind of go back to my time in the music business. And one of the things that I loved was sitting in the studio watching music being made, watching, you know, the trumpets being recorded or the coros, the, the, the chorus being recorded, watching the engineer mix, you know, listening to the, the final master, the final product of it. Um, and so every time I press record, this takes me back to that time in my life and to one of the things that I've always enjoyed, uh, which is music. Now, that being said, I knew I wanted to do this and I didn't do it. And and the obsession became, I don't know the first thing about licensing a jingle. So most of the podcasts, you know, they have some sort of music and, and they speak over and it's like an introduction. And then there's some sort of outro like, oh, you know, like my stuff on, on iTunes, you know, and, and the podcast now has that, right? And for years, I was like, I don't know the first thing about licensing 
um, the jingle music, the podcast intro and outro music. And I don't want to do something and then it'd be wrong. And then maybe somebody come back to me and I'm liable for stuff that I, I didn't know about. And I made it this like really big issue in my mind to where I was like, no, I can't do this because I don't know how to do it. So for like two or three years, that was the story. I don't know the first thing about this really small piece um, of the pie of the of the pie of the puzzle. And it was November 29th, yeah, a year a year ago, that I finally just got fed up with my stuff. It was like, I don't know this, and I am totally capable of learning it. And so if there's a huge long paragraph with words that I don't understand, I am smart enough to sit there and read through that paragraph line by line. And if there's a word, I will Google it. And even if I go down all these rabbit holes of terminology, I am able and capable of figuring it out. You know, it just, I I got sick of my own shit. You know, it's like, yo, piss or get off the pot, right? So I tell y'all that literally within not even two hours, I... Um, figured out how to how the licensing thing worked for the music. I found a website that offers royalty free um, instrumental music. I paid money for the music that you hear here on the podcast. Recorded the intro and the outro. Um, kind of got my thoughts around the first episode. Recorded it in GarageBand. Did a very simple mixing. Like if you're an audio engineer and you hear me say a mix, you're going to be like, yeah, Letitia, whatever, but very simple, basic, you know, levels and pasting and whatnot, um, bounced the, the audio and bam, the first episode was done, got on Apple iTunes, read, you know, the process for submitting the podcast to be on iTunes wrote the description, wrote the description for the the first episode, submitted all of it. And within a day, um, the first episode was up on iTunes. And so I share that with you because so often we let stuff that we don't know, we let the big, scary, unknown factors keep us from doing something. And it's like, you can learn it. Right. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to my experience um, with numbers. I, you know, for a good long while in my life, I told myself the story that I wasn't good with numbers. You know, I'm a people person, I'm a marketing person, I'm creative, but numbers, oh no, profit loss statements, I don't even know what that is. And then one day it was like a voice in my head was like, is this really true? Like, where is your proof? Where is the data that supports you not being good with numbers? And that set me on a different path of going back to school, getting my MBA, you know, taking um, a majority of finance classes, graduating, working in corporate finance. And although my purpose in life is not to be a, you know, professional in the finance field, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the power of the stories that we tell ourselves. I learned a lot about challenging those stories. And I learned that even if I'm not the best financial analyst out there, I can totally sit down and nerd out on a P&L statement. I can totally nerd out on margin. I, I can have those conversations. 
And I would have not ever known that about myself had I not challenged that story. And the same thing goes with the podcast. I wouldn't have known that I could actually do this if I had continued to believe, oh my God, you know, it's so scary and unknown and I don't know the first thing about it. And it's like, nah, you learn. And there are things that as I continue to consistently produce podcast episodes that I learn. Uh, for example, the interview with Katrina Cretion, and this is just like a behind the scenes, uh, we had a fantastic interview. Katrina and I go all the way back to my days in career coaching. And so um, the interview is us, you know, talking about some amazing stuff, but also catching up. And the interview, after all was said and done, it was like an hour, almost an hour and a half, right? And I use Squarespace to host the podcast because it's it's a part of my website, so it's easier for you to find the episode. And if you want to learn more about me, you're actually on my website. You just start looking around. And so I upload the episode into Squarespace like I normally do, and it tells me that the file is too big. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Because I'm not going to edit out. The interview it was amazing. Um, but I can't do it the normal way. And so I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And I kind of started freaking out. And I had to, again, remind myself, if you don't know something, you can learn it. And so what ended up happening was for all you, if, if you're thinking about a, doing a podcast or you're a podcast junkie, or you kind of know how this world works, um, I had to upload that uh, episode onto a an external host. Uh, so I used Buzzsprout. So I uploaded the episode in its entirety to Buzzsprout. And then when you publish on Buzzsprout, it gives you a link. And all I had to do was copy that link into Squarespace and bam, it continued service. Like you, you can't even tell when you go to the website, like there's no way to know that that's what happened on the back end. Um, but yeah, so even, you know, today I'm still consistently learning things that I didn't know before and that's okay. You don't have to be an expert in something. Um, lately, I guess the, the phrase, and I can't remember who said this, the quote that's really been sticking in my mind is when you start to walk your path, the path appears. So you don't necessarily need to know, you know, the path five miles out, you just kind of need to know like the, the next couple of steps in front of you. And as you keep walking, the path keeps appearing. So that's the first thing I learned. Number two, when you do something consistently, you get better at it and you start to see the shift. So there is a huge difference for me. And, I, and maybe you can tell, I don't know, but there's a huge difference between episode one and this episode, episode 52. Like I'm much more comfortable uh, talking to you. You know, when I first started out, it was like, oh my God, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I mess up? And one of the things about um, the podcast that you may or may not notice is that this is, is for the most part, not edited. So what I mean is that when I press record, um, you're hearing what, what goes down until the moment I like stop recording. So I don't like re-record specific sections. I don't, you know, fly stuff in if you're an, an engineer. I don't do that because 
I don't really feel comfortable doing it. Like, you know how sometimes if you pay attention, you can tell when when things were rec- were recorded at a different time because it's just like a drop like in the audio. It's, it's just different, right? And so I'm not necessarily skilled enough to do all of the fancy engineering stuff. So it's like, yo, when I press record, it is what it is. And so at the very beginning, being mindful of that, knowing that, hey, I'm not an engineer. I'm not, you know, I'm... I'm me, I have great skills. I understand it, uh, but I don't necessarily know how to do it. It was like, yo, when you press record, you're just going to record. And so it took a while for me to get really comfortable with that and not need to be so scripted. Um, one of the things about me that that I'm working on, especially now as I start to become more visible and I start to show up more in my business and really let y'all see me and experience me, is that I love to have a script because I feel like when I go off script, like right now I don't have a script and you can kind of tell. When I go off script, you start to hear like my accent and my uh, improper use of English. And, you know, I never want that to detract from the message. I do think it adds to my charm in a sense, Um, but it's something that I'm still learning how to be comfortable with, uh, especially when I'm recording. Um, but what I found is when you do something consistently, when you press record and you have a topic and you have a message you want to share, uh, it gets better. You know, it's like being a part of Toastmasters or going to a yoga class. Like the first time you go to a yoga class, you probably suck at it. But if you keep going three to five times a week, in a year's time, there's going to be a big difference in your practice. You know, maybe when you first start out, you can't do uh, chaturanga. You can't do the the little push up down. You got to kind of just like belly flop. Um, but if you keep practicing at it, guess what? You're able to do it and you're doing it full out. You're not even doing the modified knees down version. You're like busting them out, right? But it's only when you do it consistently that you're going to see that shift And so many times I've seen and worked with people um, as clients and also just in in everyday life that they've identified where they want to be and what they want to be doing, right? And they're not there yet. And there's a frustration, there's a tension there, and there's a, why am I not there? But then when you start to break it down and you say, all right, well, tell me about what you've been doing you know, what does your day look like? What does your week look like? And you really start to break that down. Nowhere to be found and what they're talking about is that thing that they've identified that they want to do. So, you know, I have a, a client that really wants to, you know, publish her first book, right? And we had to have a come to Jesus moment because it was like, Letitia, I'm so frustrated. Um, I don't have a book out. Nobody knows who I am. I'm not a published author. I'm working at this job that I don't really like. And it's like, all right, cool, boo. Let's, let's break this down. Tell me about, you know, on average, what are you doing daily? Like, what does your day look like? What does your week look like? And we walk through that and nowhere to be found is the book, right? It's like, okay, well, I just need to ask the question, uh, how are you going to have a book to promote if you're not writing it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how how you gonna how you gonna get it done if if you're not 
you know, consistently working on it. The the book is not going to write itself. And, you know, so it was like, how can we in your daily actions and what you're doing daily, start to write a chapter, write a paragraph, honey, write something, you know? And that's the same thing to be said if you're trying to lose weight or get in shape. It's like, all right, cool. You've identified that this is something that you really want. And yet when we just broke down what you're doing daily, you know, going for a walk, going to the gym, doing a Zumba class, doing something physical, is not like you're not doing it. Um, And so you cannot do something every once in a while, de vez en cuando, and think that you're going to be a master at it. You know, I think back to the the episode I did on um, Beyonce's homecoming, like Beyonce is at the top of her game and it's so easy to say, oh, it's because it's Beyonce. But when you watch that documentary, she worked her ass off, you know, when really if she wanted to, she could have went out there and kind of walked around and sang her songs and, and been vocally okay. But that's not the experience she wanted you to have. She wanted you to have the, um, the dancing, the show, the, the, the choreography, the, the vocal presentation, the whole thing. And imagine what that would have looked like if Beyonce would have showed up to rehearsal de vez en cuando, once in a while. It would not have been to the level that we saw of, of her excellence. And so that's one thing that I've learned is that, you know, when I first set out, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to commit to doing one episode a week, just one. I know that there are other podcasters that they kind of do um, episodes like when they feel like it. And it's kind of like they publish multiple ep- uh, episodes uh, within a month. But for me, it was like I can right now with my bandwidth, I'm able to do once a week. And so I've stuck with that. And um, it's it's really shown me. Like you have to be disciplined. Like I have to look at my calendar. I have to schedule it in. If I don't schedule it in, it's not going to happen. And if that consistency is not there, I will not see the growth. And so, yeah, when you do something consistently, you get better at it and you start to see the shift. When I first started, you know, producing the episode took a long time because I would you know, sit down and think, all right, today I want to talk about this. And it would take me a long time to really formulate what I was going to say. Now it's like, all right, cool. I want to talk about this. Let's do it. Bam, bam, bam. And it's just because I'm in that habit of consistently creating episodes to to record and, and upload for y'all to, to consume. So that being said, in your life, if you want to really experience shift, you have to do it consistently. Um, I think that a lot of times we think something is impossible and it's not necessarily impossible. It's just that you're not doing what it takes to to get there, right? Like you want to be a YouTube star, but the last time you published a video was three months ago. You know, you want to have, you know, change people's lives with your product or with your services, But the last time you reached out and spoke to people, whether it's on social media, through your podcast, through your email, whatever, was three months ago. Nah, boo, your consistency is what's going to take you to the the next level. 
And number three, uh, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be real. And this is something, believe it or not, that that I've had to learn throughout this this year, you know, because shoot, when I first started, I was recording most of the episodes at Letitia Cotto headquarters, which is code for my bedroom and lyrics in the other room. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm like recording and I'm praying that she doesn't start banging on the door like mommy, because she does that all the time, right? Um, and you know, my abuela is loud and, and the neighborhood dogs and I hear all of this and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be able to hear all this. Um, you know, and then coming to Waco work, this is a co-working spot. So it's other people here walking around, um, talking, doing their meetings and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be able to hear all this. And I had to make peace with, this is where I'm at in my life. And I can't let the conditions not being perfect stop me from sharing my message. Because if I do that, it's never going to be right. You know, like for example, right now it's really quiet here. It's a Saturday I'm recording. And even as quiet as it is, guess what? Every once in a while the bus passes by and you might be able to hear that, you know, all of these things that you can never account for. And I also think it's just part of the charm of it. You know, I'm a real person. I'm not this perfectly curated um, social media highlight reel. You know, uh, right now I am in uh, sweatpants and my I haven't combed my hair. I'm looking a hot mess. You can't see me. That's probably why I prefer to podcast, right? Because I, I, I could tell you I'm wearing a ball gown and you'd believe me. Um, but your realness, like... The people that I love to rock with are real. And that's in all sense of the words. Like, I love it when people just be themselves. Like, be yourself because when you when you sit in your authenticity, two things are gonna happen. Number one, the people that rock with you are gonna find you. They're gonna find you because you're being yourself. It's like you're emitting a signal out into the universe and you're humming on this specific frequency, right? And the people humming on that frequency are gonna find you and they're, they're gonna be naturally attracted to you. And that's a beautiful thing. And another thing too, when you are sitting perfectly in alignment with who you are and you're being authentic, you are gonna repel the people that are not for you. You're gonna repel the people and the situations that are not for you. And a lot of people have a hard time with that because, you know, human beings are a relational um, people. We, um, in us, we have an innate desire and need to connect and be part of a group. And it just kind of goes back to our history that, you know, being in a group, being in a tribe, being a part of a community kept us alive, right? Especially before the world as we know it today. And so ostracism or not being a part of the group meant death. And even now being ostracized is is sort of a um, an emotional death, if you will, because we are meant to be in connection and, cre- and, and community with each other. But you won't find the people that are going to love and accept you for who you are if you're busy 
trying to be perfect or trying to be what other people want you to be. It, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, I don't care who you are. Like even Beyonce gets constipated. You know, I know that that may be TMI, but it happens. And so I think when you start to view life that way, that it is in our authentic expression of who we are put here to be and how we're put here to contribute, that we're really able to to do great things. You know, you see this in music all the time, right? Like you don't see Adele trying to sing like Beyonce. You don't see uh, Beyonce trying to sing like Adele. You you know, every artist for the most part has their own sound and they could be singing the exact same song and it's going to be different because they're a unique expression of the divine. And I hate it when, you know, you see this a lot in hip hop culture uh, with rappers, especially female rappers. It's like, who's the number one female rapper? As if there was only room for one. And it's like, lately it's been a lot of like Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. And my whole thing is, that's incredibly unfair because they are two different people. You know what I'm saying? They have different flows. Uh, They may have a similar like similar topics and, and similar fashion or whatever, but down to their core, they're two different people and there's absolutely enough room for both of them. So if you don't like one of them, if you don't like both of them, there's going to be somebody out there for you. And that's kind of how I look at life and business in that, um, my hope is that my message reaches the people that it can reach and, And for those people that are like, ah, she's not really my cup of tea, I pray that they find somebody that is their cup of tea, right? Because I I pray for them to be blessed, even if I am not the vessel through which they're receiving a blessing. Um, So yeah, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be real. You just need to be who you are. Um, Because who you are, like there's literally nobody like you in this entire world. Even if you're an identical twin, you and your twin could be very different. You know what I'm saying? So be real. (laughs) Number four, it's your vision and you have to do things that feel good and authentic to you. Uh, When I was in business school, I had the chance to listen to a talk that Marcus Davis gave. Marcus Davis is the founder of The Breakfast Club in Houston. Um, It is one of the number one breakfast spots in Houston. If you're ever in Houston, you must absolutely go and eat at The Breakfast Club and you need to get there early because if you don't, there will be a line and I'm I'm not exaggerating. There will be a line around the block of people waiting to eat at the breakfast club. And at this talk, Marcus um, was sharing his story in that at the time, you know, I want to say it was around the, the great recession. So he was going to a lot of banks and, you know, pitching his business plan. This is what I want to create. And I forgot how many banks he said rejected his request for, for a loan. And Um, And he would talk to people and he'd say, you know, I have this vision for the breakfast club where, you know, you can get good, you know, breakfast soul food. So he does a lot of chicken and waffles. I mean, it is delicious. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Anywho, 
Um, but he was met with a lot of resistance and a lot of opposition and a lot of people just not understanding. And he had to come to peace with the fact that this is the vision that God has given me. So if other people cannot, um, see the vision, I can't really be upset or mad at them or feel some type of way because it's not their vision. It's the vision that God has given me to, to bring, uh, to fruition in this life. Fast forward is one of the number one spots in Houston, right? So it's easy now to be like, oh man, it's a no brainer to offer this type of food and experience in Houston. But when he was starting, he actually had um, some obstacles and challenges that he had to overcome. And part of that was understanding that, you know, this is the vision and the work that God has called you to do. And not everybody's going to see that. And the interesting thing about life is when you start to do something, right, whether it's start your own business or go back to school or, you know, raise your kids, everybody and their mama have an opinion about what you should be doing, right? And sometimes they start giving you this opinion and this feedback and you didn't even ask for it, <laughs> right? I know you, I know you feel what I'm talking about. And so they're telling you all of these things, right, about your podcast or about your business, uh, your, your offerings, what it is that you're doing. Um, and if you're a business person, y- you have to kind of stop and look at the person and say, are you my target market? Like, are you the, the person that's actually purchasing my stuff, like the people that I'm trying to reach? Because if the answer is no then I hate to tell you, but I don't really need to hear what you're saying to me because you're not, you're not a, an active customer and you have no intention to purchase my stuff, right? So um, I want to hear from the people that do rock with me, the people who open my emails every single week, the people who listen to every single episode, you know, my life coaching clients, the members of the Red Carpet Collective, the members of the Honey Bunny Inner Circle. I want to know what's up with them because... I am here to serve them. And I remember when I did my yoga teacher training at Yoga One Studios, um, one of my teachers, Roger Rippey, told this story about how he, there was this one time he was teaching a yoga class, right? And I forgot how many people he said was in the room, but you know, more than one. So it's, it's a group of people that he's teaching yoga. And he looks over to the left and he sees a lady that it's obvious like she is not enjoying the class, right? Like her her energy, her vibe, her facial expressions, she is just not feeling him as a teacher. And it happens sometimes. You know, sometimes you go to a yoga class and, and you have teachers that you prefer and teachers that you're like, yeah, uh, I think I'm just going to skip that class, right? Well, what ended up happening is he's in the middle of this class teaching and he sees her and she's not really feeling him, right? So what does he do? He starts to to kind of pull out his bag of yoga teacher tricks to impress her and to sort of win her over. And it doesn't work. She's just not feeling it, right? And he had tremendo aha moment after that because he was like, out of all the people in the class, one person didn't like it and enjoy it. And I spent so much time trying to win her over when I literally had a group of however many other people that loved it and enjoyed it. So why did I put my focus on somebody who was never going to come back 
and not put the focus on my regulars. So I say that to you because in anything that you do, somebody's going to have something to say. And you have to decide whether or not you want to incorporate that feedback. And Tara Moore's book, Playing Big, really helped me to understand what feedback really is. So feedback is never really about you. When somebody's giving you their feedback, it is about them and what they value, what they like and what they don't like. All right. And it's not necessarily an indicative of how you're doing. And so you have to look at that person giving you that feedback and you have to decide whether or not it's important to you to receive and incorporate that feedback. So for example, if your significant other is giving you feedback on yourself and saying, listen, um, it really hurt me when you did X, Y, Z. You look at your significant partner and you determine, okay, yes, you are important to me. What you're saying is important to me. I am going to incorporate your feedback, right? Um, If it is your supervisor giving you feedback on your performance um, and maybe your supervisor values uh, constant updates, right, and is more of a micromanager, in that moment, you have to decide whether or not you want to take his or her constructive feedback. Um, If the job is important to you, if you like what you're doing, if you want to stay at that company, if you want to grow in that company, then yes, you probably should incorporate what she's telling you because it's indicative of what's important to that company, right? And so when I started looking at feedback that way, it kind of took the sting out of it because it's like, you're not really telling me about me. You're telling me about what you value, okay? And so I just always want you to keep in mind that it is your vision. It is your life. You have been given this life to live. Not me, not your mama, not your boyfriend, not your kids. This is your life. And you get to decide um, what your purpose is, how you're going to contribute to this world, um, what it is that you want to do. And that's a deeply personal thing. Um, that yes, listen to what others are saying, listen to people's advice, listen to podcasts like this one. And at the end of the day, you are the guru of you and you are absolutely capable of creating a life that you love and doing what you've been called to do. Number five, I've learned that we were made for connection. So one thing that I started to do is to invite guest speakers onto the podcast. And so I just really want to say thank you to Kelly Seibert, Kathy Weiss, Zakia Torres, Cora Harrington, Julia Armet, Dina Maraby, Katrina Cretion, Candace Salim, and Stephanie Zamora, because they rocked my world. Um, one of the things that I, I know you've probably noticed this, after everything they say, I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Oh my God, I love that. Because it's true. It's like they brought such a different flavor and perspective and insight into the podcast that it completely shook my world. Like for example, Zakia Torres said, hey, don't pray to God for more money. Pray for more ideas and resources and connections that help you to generate money. Don't just pray for money. And that like completely, that had me shook because it's like, yeah, that makes more sense. God, give me the creative ideas, the products and the services and the offerings that are going to help me bring money through the door, not just the money because money's an energy, right? 
um, Kathy Wise, when, when she said, um, you know, your life is filled with all of these different puzzle pieces and you sit with each puzzle piece at different points in your life. And sometimes while you're sitting with that puzzle piece, you're thinking, why am I going through this? And why does this even matter? And it's only after maybe some time or some years have passed that you look back and you understand why it is that you went through what you went through at that particular point, you know, and in my own life, um, you know, and in episode six, I kind of break down how my life fell apart 10, almost 10 years ago. And, you know, when I left the music business, I became a career development coach for HVAC and welding students. And I can remember sitting in my office at the time um, and I had to like cold call air conditioning companies to see if they were hiring. And I remember I had just made a phone call and I hung up the phone and I said out loud, I was like, God, why am I doing this? Like what? I, I don't understand. I'm a, I'm a music person. I'm a, a music business professional. And you got me here coaching air conditioning students. And <laughs> now I, at this point in my life, I look back and I understand because that was my first um, experience of coaching and seeing just how fulfilling it is to me to help people. Those tremendo aha moments that you have, yes, you're having them and they mean the world to me because I want to see you successful. I want to see you thrive. So if there's anything that I know, anything I could share with you, I want to do that. And so when Kathy talked about these puzzle pieces and not understanding, you know, why am I going through this? Or, or what is what is this particular chapter of my life teaching me? Um, that really resonated with me. You know, when Stephanie Zamora talked about how personal development is messy and you're not hearing that message enough. You know, you're looking at someone's highlight reel on social media and you think they have it all together and you don't understand the journey that it took to get to that point and that, you know, healing isn't linear. It's messy. It's hard. It's a peeling back of, of layers and sitting with who you are and what you've been through and, you know, renegotiating and releasing stuff that no longer serves you. That's a process. Um, and it's hard and it's worth it. So each of these speakers really has brought so much into my life and just made me cognizant of the fact that we are meant to connect. We are meant to be in relation, uh, in relationship and fellowship with each other. And I'm just so grateful that they all agreed to be on From the Front Row with Letitia Chicago. And I pray that their messages and everything that they've shared is a blessing to you. Um, yeah. And so we were made for connection. And the final thing that, because I could be here all day, y'all know I get off on all these tremendo tangents and, and I want to get you going to your next thing. Um, the, the final thing that I've learned is when you're tired, rest. So I've been doing the podcast for, this is the 52nd episode and I'm tired. Like, I don't even know if you can hear it in my voice. You know, Lyric started daycare back in September. And let me tell y'all, she been getting every bug under the sun. And about 
a couple of weeks ago, she got sick. She passed it on to me. I actually lost my voice. Um, so there's a lapse. If, if you're a real like FTFRWLC fan, you'll know that there was a week that a podcast episode was not released. And most of you probably never realized it, but I know because I made the promise to myself that I would publish an episode every week. And I missed that week. And the reason why I missed that week is because I lost my voice. And um, I'm still, I still have this like funky cough right now. TMI, I know. But all of that to say that I think my body is physically telling me that I need to slow down. Um, because I've been, I just, you know, I've been hustling and I love to to be busy and I love to do what I do. And, and even right now, this doesn't feel like work to me. Um, but the Bible says, you know, for everything, there's a season, a time to be born, a time to die, you know, a, a time to ramp up and a time to slow down. It doesn't say it like that, but y'all get what I'm saying. And so I have found that I want to be intentional you know, because this is like the holiday season, right? Like we just celebrated Thanksgiving, um, Hanukkah's coming up, Christmas is coming up, Kwanzaa's coming up, New Year's is coming up. And I just find that I, I want to rest. And, you know, that's cool because then it, it goes back to uh, number one, when you don't know something, you can learn it. So I know on iTunes or, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, you can do seasons. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, season one, and then I'm going to come back hard in January with season two, right? Uh, I'm not really sure how to logistically do that. And so that's something that I'm going to find out and learn. And and it's going to be, you know, a year from now, it's going to be easy breezy. But giving myself the space to rest, right? To hug in and nourish myself and recharge my batteries, because even just in everyday life, we all sleep, at some point. And, and I think we tend to underestimate the importance of sleep. Like sleep is productive. Um, your cells get a chance to rejuvenate. Your subconscious mind comes out to play and actually um, helps you to tackle uh, what it is that's going on in your life. Like I remember this one time when I was in finance, I used to do the rent expense forecast. Oh my God, I hated that thing. And the model was messy and it was huge and it would freeze up and I would make all these changes and it wouldn't save. And there was a particular thing I, I was trying to figure out how to, um, and if any of you are in finance, like creating a financial model in Excel is an art in and of itself. And you have to know how to use these different formulas, index match, uh, some ifs, um, V lookups, H lookups, all sorts of stuff you can do in there. It's like its own little language. And there was one particular thing where I was trying to figure out how to, um, how to like, I, I can't even put it into words, but I was trying to figure out how to estimate something by using the data in the file and it just wasn't coming to me. And y'all, I tell y'all that night I went home, I went to sleep and I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw my computer screen and I saw um, the financial model populating itself. And I'm like watching it. 
And I'm like, oh shit, that's the answer. Like, that's what I should do. And I woke up and I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, subconscious mind, because it gave me, um, it was like my mind was pressing reset because I had just been in that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to model this. And yeah, it, it got figured out. And so there's something to be said. And I know that my default mode is to push, 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 keep striving, keep going, go hard in the paint. And yes, there are moments in your life where you must absolutely do that. And there are moments in your life where rest is just as important. And it is a deeply personal thing. And you have to tune in to your body and your mind and how you're showing up. Um, Because I know if I keep um, stressing my vocal cords, I'm going to lose my voice. So then I'm not going to be able to do anything. And um, I could cause permanent damage to my vocal cords. And then what good am I to to anybody, right? And I also want to thank Jan Smith. I didn't shout her out. Um, and I want to thank her because that was one thing that I loved about her interview is that you know, I'm like, well, you know, what, what do you tell your, your artists? And she's like, you got to take care of yourself. Your voice is an instrument. You need to get enough rest. You need to eat healthy. You need to exercise. And that, you know, you expect someone who is like the top vocal coach in the United States and probably in the world, you probably expect her to mention something about technique and about, you know, when you're, you know, how to, you really showcase your vibrato and your range. But nah, man, she took it back to the basics of you need to take care of yourself. Um, and I and I want to impress that upon you because lately, you know, it's been in my heart like an empty well serves no one. So if you find yourself coming to burnout or, or, or you feel this like tiredness in you, baby, take a break and rest. Um and come back the next day and, and go at it again. But I, I think, you know, especially in the United States, there's this culture of, you know, you're glamorizing uh, working all the time. And, oh, my God, like I was up until 4 a.m., you know, working on this project. And I, you know, but I pushed through and I made it happen. Ain't nothing cute about that. Ain't nothing to be glamorizing about that. Um, God didn't put you here to run yourself into the ground and run yourself ragged. And I know that's a message for somebody out there. And I hope that you receive it. Um, God wants you to know that it's okay to rest. Okay. It's okay to nourish yourself. It's okay to uh, take a bathroom break when you need to and not try to hammer out one more email. Nah, boo, get up, go to the potty. Um, Take care of you because you are the vehicle through which you make your life happen. If I I used to have a, a friend that she would work 60 to 80 hours a week, right? Like sun up, sundown stuff. And you know, I told her, I was like, you can have all the ambitions and the dreams in the world, but if you have a massive heart attack, um, you're not going to be able to do what you've been put on this earth to do. So you've got to take care of you. Yes, your job's important. Yes, taking care of your kids is important. But how are you going to do that if you're sick all the time? How are you going to do that when you have nothing left to energetically give? Um and I think that as women, 
Um, especially if, you know, you have kids or you have something that really means a lot to you, whether it's your business or your family or your, uh, charity work, it can be really hard to turn, um, to turn, to power down stuff and just to rest and rejuvenate and not be checking your email and not be checking social media to see how your latest post did, um, to not be looking at the numbers and, and trying to think about what's next. And, you know, I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta rest and I gotta give myself time to daydream and, and to, to create, right. And, and not because there's a looming deadline, um, so yeah, these are, are six of the things that I've learned just through one year of consistent podcasting. Um, and I love the fact that I'm able to give you more of a behind the scenes of how from the front row with Letitia Cotto came to be and, and some of the stuff that's maybe happened behind the scenes that you're not, you know, privy to because we're, we're focused on an actual topic. Like right now, my stomach is growling. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's like, it's time for me to end this and go to lunch. <laughs> but I'm so in the moment and I'm so like, yeah, I'm jamming with my honey bunnies that I'm like, oh, hold on, tummy. We'll do it in a minute. But nah, get up, go nourish yourself. Like what I literally just said to you, right? So and I, I just really want to end on a note of gratitude. I don't want to, y'all know I'd be crying at everything. Um, I am so grateful that you rock with me, that you listen to the podcast, that you um, try out my my suggestions and best practices and food for thought. Um, I really do think of you and pray for you often, and I pray for your happiness. Um, I pray for your highest good and that whatever it is that you're going through, because y'all, man, y'all going through some real stuff out there illness, relationships ending, um, making it check to check, not knowing how things are going to work out. And I hope that when you listen to this podcast, um, that you walk away feeling a little bit more uplifted and energized and like you got a a dose, a, a shot of love, um, and that you remember just how precious, you are to God, even if that has not been your experience up to this point, it doesn't make it any less true. Um, you know, the heavens rejoice because you exist and you are here to do some amazing things. I loved what Stephanie Zamora said about purpose and it, and it really is just about what you're here to contribute. And it doesn't matter if it's just you're contributing to raising a beautiful family, or maybe you're like Mother Teresa and, and your impact will reach a global scale. That's not important. What's important is you doing what you were put here to contribute to this earth. And any way that I can help to empower you and to support you and to encourage you, I want to do that because I believe in you. I really do. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I, I just, I thank you. I bless you. And, um, yeah, now it's your turn. Head on over to the podcast page for today's episode and let me know what some of your favorite podcast episodes are. Uh, there's a lot of good ones in there. I love, 
the one episode where I was rapping crisscross, jump, jump, Letitia will make you jump. Anyways, <laughs> I love the uh, the Moana one because it, it reminds me of my daughter. Um, she was going through a, a hardcore Moana phase. Oh, an update. So the first podcast episode was all about how Lyric was like obsessed with the trash can and it was like redirecting her, redirecting her, you know, from the trash can. I am proud to report that Miha is no longer obsessed with the trash can and she knows you you go to the trash can to throw things in the trash, but you don't try to play in the trash. So I consider that <laughs> I consider that a huge win for us because that's literally how I started off the podcast talking about um, my daughter's strange obsession with the trash can uh, and how that related to your mind and how it's a toddler and you have to you know redirect it and refocus it and 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 really use your power of of focus. All right, I'm cheering for you. Like, we know that love can win. From the front row, Letitia. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for rocking with me today. Make sure and subscribe so that you don't miss out on all this goodness. If you love this episode, leave a glowing review on iTunes and share with a friend. Don't forget, the show don't stop here, honey bunny. Join me over at LetitiaCotto.com or find me on Instagram and Pinterest at I am Cotto. You'll find uplifting quotes, life-changing tips and tricks, and a whole lot of inspiration. It's an honor to support you from the front row.